We're live. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's great to be here uh, tonight again. Uh, and it's been a wonderful 15 weeks. Um, 15 great weeks of, of studying this series. Uh, thank you everybody for always, always joining us. Thank you so, so much. So it's the concluding part. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm just trusting God that we will definitely finish today because uh, we, we have to go into something else next week. So we're really trusting God that we will finish today. Uh, if you have questions um, concerning any of it, uh, anything we've said at the beginning, since the beginning, please feel free to, uh, to, to put in your questions. Uh, we'll be glad to have your questions. Uh, so just type in your questions as we go ahead so that I can manage my time. We've got loads and loads and loads uh, to do today. Thank you, Lucia Gong, Akinloye 05. Uh, I'm underscore Sam5. Um, and other people that are, have joined us. Let's just say a word of prayer so that we can uh, quickly start. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for this opportunity again to learn at your feet. We ask that you open our eyes. Open our hearts, open our minds, uh, that today, as we conclude this amazing, amazing uh, series, that you speak to us yourself in the name of Jesus. Open our eyes to see the life behind these letters in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. So, um, verse 18, that's where we're going to, uh, we're going to start from today. And and if you missed uh, if you missed any of the previous episodes, please uh, feel free to to just get the podcasts and 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 read. I mean, just listen to the other episodes. So let's just go ahead now. Uh, Samson has told Delilah a secret. We want to see. Uh, uh, want to see what actually ended and lose of lessons in this very final part. So. Let me just read 18 to 31 uh, of Judges chapter 16, uh, 18 to 31. Then we'll just take some lessons uh, from there. Uh, so verse 18, Delilah realized he had finally told her the truth. So she sent for the Philistines rulers. Come back one more time, she said, for he has finally told me a secret. So the Philistines ruler returned with the money in their hands. Delilah lured Samson to sleep with his head on her lap. And then she called the man to shave off all the seven locks of his hair. In this way, she began to bring him down, and his strength left him. Then she cried out, Samson, the Philistines have come to capture you. When he woke up, he thought, I will do as before and shake myself free. But he didn't realize that the Lord had left him. So the Philistines captured him and gorged out his eyes. They took him to Gaza where he was bound with bronze chains and forced to grind grain in the prison. Before long, his hair began to grow back. The Philistine rulers held a great festival, offering sacrifices and praising their god, Dagon. They said, our god has given us victory over our enemy, Samson. When people saw him, they praised their god, saying, our god has delivered our enemy to us. The one who killed so many of us is now in our power. Have drunk by now, the people demanded. Bring Samson 
so he can amuse us. So he was brought from prison to amuse them, and they had him stand between the pillars supporting the roof. Samson said to the young servant who was leading him, Place my hands against the pillars to hold that hold up the temple. I want to rest against them. Now the temple was completely filled with people. All the Philistine rulers were there, and there were there were about three thousand men and women on the roof who were watching as Samson amused them. Then Samson prayed to the Lord, Sovereign Lord, remember me once again. Remember me again, O God. Please strengthen me just one more time. With one blow, let me pay back the Philistine for the loss of my two eyes. Then Samson put his hands on the two center pillars that held the temple, pushing them with both hands. He prayed, let me die with the Philistines. And the temple crashed down on the Philistine rulers and all the people and all the people. So he killed more people when he died than he had during his entire lifetime. Later, his brothers and relatives went down to get his body. They took him back home and buried him between Zorah and Eshtahol, where his father Manoah was buried. Samson judged Israel for 20 years. Okay, so let's just quickly go into the study. So now uh, we're looking at the consequences of uh, Samson's foolishness. Uh, betraying his own strength and he definitely uh, as we go read he paid dearly for it so uh, a few things to note there uh, number one uh, the care Delilah took to make sure to make sure that that she made that money herself and uh, I think here we can see that money was a motivation power that was the motivation behind all this she made sure I mean 11 1,100 pieces of silver each uh, from those uh, lords of the Philistines. Uh, so, uh, I mean, it grieves one's heart to see that the bravest man in, in the history of mankind was sold uh, <laughs> for 3,300 pieces of silver uh, and brought to the sheep that like a slaughter. Jesus Christ was sold uh, <laughs> And uh, for how many pieces of silver by his disciple? Uh, but of course, uh, Samson's own was a case of 100% uh, foolishness. So number two thing there in the uh, in, in in his in selling himself out, uh, how, how how Delilah took uh, uh, what 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 ways Delilah used to deliver him up according to the bargain. Now, the truth is the world we live in. A lot will sell people out. They will sell their loved ones out for one percent of what Delilah collected for something. That's the sincere truth, and that's why the Bible says we should put, we should not put our trust in any man. We should not put our confidence in any man. So, uh, and look at that uh, verse nineteen says she made him fall asleep on her knees. Now, this is just a bit of extra, extra biblical facts uh, uh some people have alluded that yes uh, she gave him wine to drink uh, and some other people have argued that he couldn't have drank the wine willingly so possibly it was deceit because he, he knew that drinking that wine uh will 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 forfeit his nazarene vows because if she had uh if she had, if he had told told 
Delilah a couple of verses earlier that he was a Nazarite unto God. He says she not be shaved and things like that. Now, he will not drink wine um, um, knowingly because that will, that will, that will, I mean, void the Nazarene vow. So, the, the, a lot of people uh, have alluded that maybe it wasn't even alcoholic wine or maybe she deceived, she deceived him into taking that wine and he drugged his drink, maybe wine or his drink, but he was drugged uh, to sleep. Because let's look at, uh, at the beginning of this particular chapter, uh, when he went into a prostitute uh, and um, a prostitute uh, and he woke up in the middle of the night, they were, they were lay, laying low to, to catch him. He woke up in the middle of the night and, and went and, and left the place. So it shows that uh, it's someone who will not sleep off naturally. So definitely Delilah had used some, uh, some sleep enhancing uh, stuffs to make sure um, um, he sleeps. And look at this, she pretended that the greatest kindness she pretended the greatest kindness when she designed the greatest mischief. I mean, may we not, may we not uh, fall into the hands? If I may, we not. May we
Okay, I think we're back online. Uh, apologies for that, for that uh, break in transmission. I sincere apologies. Okay, so let's go ahead. Yeah, so um, so a lot of people have lost, um, uh, they've lost the presence of God, they've lost the connection with God, and they knew it not. Um, so when, when God departs from man, man cannot do as he used to do. That's the sincere truth. May the presence of God not leave us. May the manifest presence of God never depart from us in Jesus' name. So um, number four thing I want us to notice then. Um, so let's look at the action of the Philistines. Immediately they got this, oh, we've got an advantage now. That's it. The enemy doesn't relax. The enemy is always, I mean, the enemy is always, always making moves. They didn't even wait to say Jack Robinson. Immediately, uh, uh, they laid his hands on him since they know now that they have an advantage. What that, what were the things they did? Number one, uh, the Philistines took him when God had departed from him. The only time, the only reason why the Philistines could have taken him was because the presence of God is no longer with him. So when a man leaves the presence of God, when the presence of God is no longer with a man, the enemy can do anything to you. Number two, um, Please put this down. Those that, that have thrown themselves out of God's protection become easy praise to their enemies. Those that throw themselves out of God's protection become easy praise to their enemies. So if we sleep on the laps of our lust, like Samson did, certainly we will wake up in the hands of the Philistines. So if you sleep in the, on the laps of your lusts, you will wake up in the hands of the Philistines. So... Uh, the first thing they did, uh, like we read, was to put out his eyes. Now, the Arabic version of the of that of that passage actually added another phrase that they, they gushed out his eyes by applying fire to it. They burnt out his eyes. That was it. Like that was cruel. So the enemy will first burn out your vision, not just gorge out because. Even myself, I've been reading this place. I thought, okay, they just plucked out his eyes. The enemy will born, will, will, will born out your vision. They are vision killers. Uh, trust me. They are vision killers. They are vision killers around. They are vision killers. They will burn out your vision. May you not land in the hand of a vision killer, either as spouses, either in relationships, either in business relationships or in career, either uh, at home or whatever. May you not land in the hands of vision killers in the name of Jesus. So they applied fire to his eyes and burnt out his eyes. Now look at it. This was, I mean, this makes logical sense. The strongest man, even he do, even per adventure, he regains his strength. Now let's see how how much evil he can do without his eyes. So the strongest arms in the world, definitely we know that he can do nothing without his eyes. So let's blind him now. We blind him forever, and that's the same thing the enemy is looking for, looking out for for you. Blind your vision. Make sure you don't see. I mean, just. Put your vision to, to just quench out your vision. Once we can blind his vision, don't worry, he'll be stumbling, going here and there, scatter, uh, stumbling up and down. 
So, ladies and gentlemen, don't play with your vision. Don't stay around vision killers. Don't stay around people that will burn out your vision. Don't stay around people that will kill your vision. That is what the enemy, that's the first thing the enemy will do to you. Um, so, another thing here, um, his eyes were the inlets to his sin. He saw a prostitute in Gaza. Uh, he went into onto her. Uh, and now, he saw Delilah and fell in love with her. So, his eyes were the inlets to his sin. So, um, the best preservatives uh, of, the, uh, of the eyes is to turn them away from beholding vanity. Uh, so, eyes were the things that caused, that started his, his downfall, that caused his sin. Now, the eyes were the first thing that the enemies uh, also attacked. And no, immediately they, they gorged out his eyes. They, the Bible says they brought him to Gaza. The same place that he was, and they were hiding, and they took the gate on the, their gate on his shoulder and climbed the mountain with it. They brought him to that same place that he just celebrated huge, massive victory. That is what happens when we when we play with sin, when we when we are when we are lost in on the laps of the enemy. The places that we have we have had victories when we are coming back. It, that, that will be the places that the enemy is going to be mocking, mocking those such such people. So they brought him to Gaza to appear in his lowest form, in his weak, in his weakness. Now imagine someone just gets to a particular gate, gate of a city, and, and they wake up the following morning. They said that the gate had, had been pulled out with the pillars. You know the whole city will be in turmoil. Like hey, this guy. Now they brought him to that same city in his weakest form. Praise the Lord, so that they can they can have they can make jest of him. The enemy will not make jest of us in the name of Jesus. So that's what the devil uh, does to sinners. It blinds their minds and makes sure they don't believe, and also enslaves them and secures them in his in his own interests. So that's what the enemy will do to us uh, uh, if we if we keep uh, continuing in in sin. Praise the Lord. So, uh, so let's just go to the other parts now. Let's look at um, uh, the last stage of of his life, the very, very final stage. Uh, no doubt that uh, Samson greatly repented uh, of his sin. Uh, that's and that's something about God. God is a God of a second chance. He will always, always forgive us. He will always forgive us. So let's look at a few things to consider there. Then we'll, we'll wrap up. Please put start putting your questions, any question at all you've got uh, since the beginning of the lesson. Please start putting it down. So, so from verse twenty two now. So by return, by the return of the signs. So let's look at uh, how God, how him and God reconcile. That's that's a few things I want us to look at. That yes, he, because of the dishonor he brought unto himself. Um, uh, and of course, this honor he had done to God, and it's for future of the honor God has put upon him. But that him and God eventually are reconciled. Let's look at how they reconciled. And this is something about God no matter how far you've gone, once you just repent of your sins, uh, God is ready to forgive. By the return, number one, by the return of his of the sign of his Nazarite ship. Uh, verse 22, the Bible says his hair began to grow uh, as when he was shaving. So the hair began to grow. Now look at this. Uh, 
uh, it seems to have been extraordinary. Um, uh, uh, we can look at, okay, this is a return of God's favor to him because of his repentance. Uh, uh, but uh, the growth of his heir is not just um, a sign, but uh, is a badge of his consecration. And, 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 and this is very, uh, very, very key. The Bible says when in uh, when the uh, numbers numbers chapter six when the Nazarite is uh, is defiled or hair caught or he lands he drinks honey I mean he takes alcohol or someone dies behind, beside them and they want to reconsecrate themselves they have to put two do uh, uh, turtle doughs and make some sacrifices and things like that but look at something here no sacrifice no priests doing anything. But contract at a repented, repented heart, and God just overlooked all those things. So that's why the Bible says God is not really, really interested in our sacrifice. It's not just about sacrifice and bringing offering and doing this. And no, 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 no. It's just all about the heart. God is more interested in the heart and just the consecration of his heart. And even though this was Old Testament, he needed to have made a sacrifice and put also all those purification ceremonies. He didn't need it at this time. He didn't need it, and the Lord uh, smiled upon him. Uh, and I look at this now. Is it not strange that the Philistines uh, didn't look at the growth of his hair? I mean, I, I'm just thinking that maybe God just made them ignore it, or they just felt, oh, your, your hair is great. What can you do? Let's see. She be someone that has eyes that can be chasing enemies and be, and be slaughtering them. So maybe oh, because we've blinded his eyes, so there's nothing he can do, even if his hair grows from today to tomorrow. Maybe. Uh, then the, the second part of this last part of his life is how God used him to destroy the enemies of his people. <clears throat> and of course, it brought honor back to God. So let's observe a few things here. Uh, how insolently the Philistines affronted the God of Israel. A, they sacrificed to Dagon and they allowed the glory of that victory to Dagon. Even though they know, the, Philist the laws of the Philistines know what they did to get something. And they had to trick him using someone he's in love with to get him. Yet, they allotted that glory to a God they made from their own hands, Dagon. Is it not stupid how a number of... I mean, and it's, it happens these days as well. Uh, we know what we do, uh, and we... we uh, 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 some of us that now know the Almighty God, uh, what Almighty God can do and what He has done for us, and we refuse to give Him glory. Some have even allotted their own glory to themselves and say, oh, uh, it was my brilliance that... That, that, that brought this uh, upon me or that made me to achieve this and that. So, um, th that was one thing that, um, that, that, that they did here as well. I mean, that's, that's all. So, they, they allotted the glory to, to their God. And a number of people do things and then it's, tell that, that it's obviously 
has nothing to do with science. I'll be telling you that science is this, science is that. And I, I'm, I've, I'm, I'm currently doing some research on, on, on the scientific proof of the glory of God. And it just shows that science is so, so, so limited in a number of things, in a whole number of things. Uh, but some people will still say, oh, there's no God and things like that. And you put the glory in the hands of something you made by yourself. If that is you, please repent. Number two, uh, they made sport of Samson, they made jest of him, God's champion. And of course, uh, making jest of Samson, even though he was so stupid and he was the one that caused uh, his own downfall, uh, making jest of Samson is also making jest of God. He's also making jest of God himself. So even though someone listening to me here, you've messed up, you've made mistakes, uh, you're still a child of God. God is still, God still loves you, still your father still wants you uh so uh and um so they looked at the making jest of something and then uh fooling I mean, using him for sports uh just to see how let's see oh yeah maybe, uh, maybe probably they, they slapped him and they say okay uh uh prophesy maybe you are, they say you are the judge of israel prophesy who slapped you similar to what they did to jesus you be a prophet they tell me who was the last person that slapped you and they were bringing reproach definitely to god where is now thy god uh so this is how useless you could be you can't even walk on your own and things like that just making uh fun of him making jest of him and of course uh nothing could be more grievous to a great spirit but a penitent uh, being penitent is godly sorrow makes him patient and they accept the dignity as a punishment for his iniquity yes of course could have just uh, lashed out but he was patient he was also calculative and we should really know that something you know we said a lot of things about something very brilliant guy he understood okay yes i've messed up mm -mm, i've messed up he accepted all those things as punishment for his messing up uh he was patient and he was was repentant and told god i'm sorry uh and uh number two major thing there is okay how did god now destroy what lessons do we have to learn um in the way god destroyed uh the philistines number one uh who were the people destroyed and this is very significant all their political um um, um heads the political uh, uh, heads of the government were in that meeting all the religious heads were in that meeting. The economic heads were in that meeting. Of course, he has even destroyed the economy. Uh, at the time of, of ripe harvest, he has destroyed the, the wheat farm. He has, um, he has sent, um, he has sent uh, what's it called, uh, foxes to destroy their wheat farm. He has destroyed their military. Now, their political heads were here. Their religious heads were here. So, all the lords of the Philistines were there. Number two, how when um, how, when were they destroyed now let's look at this uh it, this was a merry time time festival of their gods whatever now when they saw something holding those pillars what do you think will have will have come 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 upon the ah uh, what does he want to do like they say in 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 the place i come from jero jero means like uh, what this one won't do like yeah useless smile or something like that now what do you want to do uh, this this feeble guy I mean, so just seeing him uh, uh, rest his um, uh, his arms on those two pillars, um, I just what what will this one do? Uh, and of course, uh, let's not envy 
the wicked people because a number of times uh, some of us would have thought about oh how are the wicked prospering and the bible says i envy the rich riches of the wicked but when i enter the temple and i saw their end so uh, at, at this time these philistines seem to have the the upper hand uh uh, they may be looking at they are, they are rejoicing and mocking a child of God at this time uh, but don't let's envy them because uh, their downfall is going to be great uh, and they say okay another point on that when they were destroyed um, they were praising their God Dagon and I've, we've talked about that uh, for giving them that victory and of course um, that's not that's that's uh, definitely treason to the king of kings uh, so and God will not share his glory, and they were giving glory to Dagon for a seemingly victory against the general of God. Uh, number three under that, uh, the third thing I want us to see under that, it, uh, uh, it was when they were making sport of an Israelite in Nazarene and insulting him and things like that. Uh, nothing fills the measure of the iniquity of any person or people faster than mocking and misusing the servants of God. Yes, though it is by their own folly that they are brought low. I'll read that again. Nothing fills the measure of the iniquity of any person or people faster than mocking and misusing the servants of God. Yes, though it is by their own folly they were brought that low. What this means is that if you see a man of God that is being punished either by God or whatever, for his foolishness, for his carelessness. It is not in your place to mock him because your own cup of destruction is going to be full. It is not in your place to mock him. I mean, let's not, just, let's not go so much into that. We're wrapping up now. So let's look at how they were destroyed. Uh, uh, and number one on how they were destroyed, um, something gained strength. To do this by prayers the strength he lost by sin and he recovered that same strength by prayers whatever you have lost through carelessness through sin you can recover today by prayers whatever it is you've lost previously through sin you can recover today the lord can restore today by true repentance and prayers that's why david said after his sin psalms 51 verse 12 restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and renew a right spirit within me um samson's prayer this time was actually a mental prayer it wasn't a physical loud prayer but right deep in his heart he, god knows this guy has repented and he answered the prayers of his heart I pray for someone today, the things that are bothering you, the things you are worrying about, the Lord will give answers to them in the name of Jesus. He prayed to God to remember him and strengthen him, this once, thereby owning that his strength for what he had done or he had been doing had been only from God. And he begged for it one more time. So this was an acknowledgement that God have not, everything I've been doing is definitely because you have been the one strengthening me uh so and of course it wasn't just a personal revenge uh because i've read number of of, of people say i was more 
uh, Samson was more concerned about revenging, avenging. Uh, but he, he they mocked God, and it was it was to it was like, no, God, please just do this through me one more time, so that these people can know that God truly exists. Um, so it's from a holy zeal for the glory of God and Israel that he desired to do this. And of course, God answered his prayers. Samson died praying. So is our Lord as well. Jesus also died praying. But Samson prayed for vengeance. Christ prayed for forgiveness. Uh, he, he gained opportunity to do, uh, to do it by leaning, of course, leaning on the pillars and da 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 uh, and he said, let me die with the Philistines. Uh, I've, I've, I've also preached this before. And while studying this, I, I, I was just looking at it. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've said this before, that the anointing on the life of Samson was so strong that if it could restore his strength, it could restore his sight. I, I don't know if it was uh, probably um, I was much younger when I preached that. But I was just looking at it all over again. Um, could it be that... Um, could the sight have been restored? Or could it just be that the, the omniscient God has written this at the end of something? I, I just had a rethink as I was preparing for this last last chapter. Yeah, yeah, he could he could have prayed for his sight to be restored and he, he keeps delivering Israel uh, rather than pray to die with them. But could he was it because of his personal vendetta or because he was just short-sighted, he didn't trust God enough or because God has just written this about him? Please let me see your comments on that as you go ahead. Please write your comments, your thoughts. I mean, Mitch, I'm still really thinking about that. Please let me let me know your thoughts. For those of us that are watching, please write your thoughts on the comment section. Uh, so, uh, so let's look at gaining, I mean, leaning on those things and asking to die with his enemies. Uh, this was this dealt a huge blow on the Philistines. All their lords were there. I mean, uh, and then not just all their lords. They, that was the temple of Dagon, and even their god was buried in that. Uh, I mean, was was destroyed in that one single blow. Uh, of course, something uh, uh, maybe justified uh, because. Um, uh, both of them, I mean, the Philistines have, have deeply hurt him this time. And if you look at him, his whole life seems to be filled with hurts from these same Philistines. I think that's that's the fault that God has been using to actually uh, get in. The first time they, they deceived his wife and got angry, killed 40 of them to give give those uh, 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 groomsmen uh, 40 celeb uh, celebration clothes. Uh, next time the Philistines has given the father of the bride has given uh, his wife away, and then uh, he, he he set fire on their on their wheat uh, farm. They got angry. They burnt the wife on the father's house, and the father and then he got angry. He went and slay, he slew a thousand of them, a thousand soldiers, Philistine soldiers. So you could see that it's just from Philistines hurting him that it keeps getting uh, like the fuel. Um, um, towards his his uh, his actions or or his, his escapades, uh, so and he looked at it. Why didn't he? Why did he want choose to die with him? And I, I put it there. Probably he just wants to finish his course with honor. Uh, for those in military, they understand that uh, a captain would rather sink the ship than uh, than run away from his life. I mean, for, than run away for his life 
Uh, I wouldn't know. I've seen it in movies. And I want to believe that, of course, it happens in real life. A general would rather fall on his own sword and die with honor and be taunted and things like that. So probably that was just uh, the, 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 the mindset of something. Or oh, let me just die here with honor and just bow out. Probably. Uh, number three thing there. Uh, and of course, God was glorified in pardoning Samson's great transgressions of each of which this was an evidence. I mean, God answered his prayer. So he was pardoned. And number four, Christ was, was uh, typified here as well. Uh, with the death of Christ, it pulled down uh, the whole, the devil's kingdom. And of, of course, Samson also pulled down Dagon's temple. Uh, and when he died, he obtained the most glorious victory over the powers of darkness. The same, similar thing could be said uh, for Samson here. Okay, let's just conclude the whole uh, study. Uh, okay, so... On the account of his burial, burial of course, uh, his, his, his relatives came to pick him and buried him honorably in, in, his, in his father's sepulchre. Uh, and now, look at this. For the, because every, the who and who uh, in, in, in the land of Philistine were here. So, at, at the, the Israelites, at they taking um taking this opportunity to to build on this victory had they not been cowards that um uh, that 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 were running away from the philistines they would have 100 percent been free from the yokes of the philistines because they went there only probably the people that are remaining in, in philistine were just slaves and servants who were not worthy to be at that uh, occasion, I mean, at that yeah, event. So the Philistines will have gone, gone, and I mean, the Israelites will have gone and just finished, massacred, and 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 seal up their victory. But yes, we could see that they were so they were such cowards. Even when Samson was to deliver, went when when he went to hide in that cave, and the men, the three thousand men of Judah, came to deliver him to one thousand Philistines so that they can kill him. I mean, so you could see that there's so much cowardness or cowardice. Um, in the in the in the Israelites uh, in the in the in the lives of the Israelites at this time. Now let's look at the question I asked for those of us that uh, got my WhatsApp uh, that got my WhatsApp messages. So now, did Samson fulfill uh, purpose? Well, time is almost gone because I wanted us to just have a conversation on that. If people would just comment. Uh, okay, let's look at Samson's purpose. So just know uh, if he fulfilled it or not. So I'm on Judges chapter 13. Uh, okay. Yes. Judges chapter 13, verse 6. That was, uh, verse 5. That was Samson's job description by the angel. I was talking to Samson, Manoah's wife, Samson's mom now. You will become pregnant and give birth to a son, and his hair must not be cut, for he will be dedicated to God as a Nazarite from birth. He will begin to rescue is to rescue Israel from the from the Philistines. He will begin to rescue Israel from the Philistines. Uh, let me read other versions. I think all the versions. Uh, KJV said they shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistine. 
New American Standard, it shall begin to deliver. Uh, NIV, it will begin the deliverance. NLT, it will begin to rescue. Uh, young literal trans, trans, translation, and it does begin to save Israel. So you could see that uh, it was actually to start it. Uh, to start it, because is it because it, it will not uh, it will not finish well, or um, the Israelites have uh, have have been so so demoralized? Uh, uh, the Israelites have been so demoralized that they couldn't uh, uh, fight back. Okay, yes. Thank you for your comments. Uh, let me quickly read it. I feel it's a personal vendetta that he wanted to get that made him lose touch from what God wants from him. Okay, uh, but what do what do we think God wants from him? Let's let's have that conversation. Uh, what does God want from him? That I've just read his job description. It will begin to deliver the people of Israel. Did he begin the deliverance? Uh, I think he did, actually, uh, from what's from, from this last verse. He killed 3,000 people were standing on the roof alone, let alone inside the theater. He killed 3,000, and I think that was a very great beginning. And the Bible says he did more uh, on his death than he did at the beginning. Uh, and, and look at this. Uh, I, I put on, on my conclusion here, um, he did not regain his strength. His hair, yes, his hair began to grow, grow again. He did not regain his strength till he had called on God and reconciled himself. So it wasn't even about the hair. It was about being in the right place with God. I mean, God could not, God could have chosen not to answer his prayers. It's not, it wasn't about the hair. It, the hair was growing. He could have broken off his chains. He could have done things. But until he called on God and God answered his prayers. So, in my own opinion, according to, to Judges chapter 13, verse 5, I want to believe that Samson uh, fulfilled purpose. His purpose was to begin the deliverance. And I want to also believe that God, omniscient God, uh, knows all these things and he has, uh, <laughs> he has planned them. I mean, it will happen, it will happen. He has planned them from the beginning of time. Yeah. So bless God for 15 solid weeks that we've been treating this uh, topic. Thank you very much, everybody, for following it. I've got some amazing feedbacks from this series. Thank you so, so much. So um, here, uh, here brings us to the end of the series, uh, a story of something, um, a story of strength, a story of carelessness. I mean... Uh, and the story of betrayal. Samson was really, really, really betrayed by those he loved uh, all his life. He was suffering from one betrayal to the other, and he was, of course, the strongest man that ever existed. And of course, he was a very careless man. Uh, I hope we've learned one or two things. Uh, may we not repeat the mistakes of Samson in the name of Jesus. Uh, I don't think there's any question. Uh, let's just say a word of prayers. Uh, as we wrap up and round off for tonight, uh, time is really, really gone. Thank you, everybody. God bless you. Let's just say a word of prayers. Father, I thank you for this series. Thank you for our facilitators that joined in the middle. Thank you for all the uh, listeners that listened, watch us live and listened to the podcast. Father, Lord, I ask that we will not be careless with your giftings in the name of Jesus. We will not be careless with the anointing in the name of Jesus. 
And if there are people here listening to me that have been betrayed, they've been hurt by those they love, I ask, Lord, that you will heal those wounds in the name of Jesus. You will heal those wounds in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, the, 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 someone there is, is not seeing some huge betrayal, some huge backstabbing. I say you will not make mistakes because of this in the name of Jesus. The Lord himself will speak healing, comfort into you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, those of us that you've gifted in one way or the other, will not be careless with this in the name of Jesus. We will not lose it carelessly in the name of Jesus. The enemy will not taunt us in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we've prayed. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Tola. Thank you, Joy. Thank you, everybody. Opayemi. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so, so much. So next week, we're going to start something uh, 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 slightly different. And I think we're going to take it to Facebook at that time. So please follow me on Facebook. Talk to you talk on Facebook. Uh, we'll take it there for next week. God bless you. Have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful evening. Bye. Goodbye.